You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. This is the Friday, July 16th edition of the podcast. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have got Chris on the phone today. So Chris is uh, making a little drive around town, doing his thing. So not uh, not too shabby. Chris, everything going well in your world? Yeah, had to uh, take a little half day, taking the dog to the vet to get his uh, get his leg checked out. Yeah, yeah, you uh, you've been dealing with the leg there for what a, about a is it a year now? Well, no, not that long, but it's been they've been hurt for a while. We have the first surgery went fine, second surgery is done, and. We thought he was healing okay, but he's still limping real bad. So, don't know if it's the knee, don't know if it's the hip, don't know if it's the foot. But oh, okay, so this isn't just anyway. a, this isn't just a checkup on on what has already been done. This is something new then. Well, it it is a it is a follow up appointment on what all has been done. But the fact that he's still limping real bad on it, I'm uh, I'm a little a little worried. I'm sure they're gonna hit me in the pockets pretty good. But. Oh, probably so. Pro- we just had to get blood work done on uh on our dog last week. So. Just all kind of mess going on with these animals, man. I, I, maybe maybe they are just now getting the uh, uh, the anxiety from all the COVID stuff. Like, everybody's going back to work, and they're like, wait, 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 hold up. Like, where did everybody go? Like, <laughs> that's just a guess. Just a guess. All right, uh, we, we got some sports topics to discuss, and today it is literally all football. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So let's, uh, let's dive in. We're going to start with some college football. We'll run through the college, and then we'll hit on some of the big NFL topics that have popped up. Uh, but we will start off with Frank Solich retiring from Utah, Utah, Ohio. God bless America. The Ohio Bobcats. He was the coach there for 16 seasons. Uh, won a Mac Coach of the Year award back in I think like 2013, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he has won the Mac East four times. Never won the conference, but uh, just another reminder of of how poorly he was treated when he was at Nebraska. Uh, but you know, hindsight is 2020. He was replacing Tom Osborne. You hate to be the guy that replaces the legend because the expectations are all out of whack. 
he he did the smart thing, man. Like when he came back to coaching, he went to Ohio, a place that would actually appreciate a guy and not expect to win, you know, eight, nine, ten ball games every year. Uh, I mean, they made ten bowl games in twelve seasons at one point. Like he he did a fantastic job at Ohio, and this is a uh, a health related thing. Normally, you don't see coaches resigning in late July, uh, right before fall camp starts, but. You know, uh, you and I were both big fans of his. Uh, give me your thoughts on on him retiring. Yeah, I, I hate to see it. We, we had high expectations for Ohio this year, and uh, we both thought they can compete for the MAC, and he might actually finally get that uh, that monkey off his back and, and and win one of these jokers. You know, um, maybe, maybe the team team will uh, will rally around him and and uh, and do something special. But uh, but no, I mean he he had a hell of a career. This is. You know, we talk about this all the time. When guys get fired from big boy jobs and then they go to the lower level and they start succeeding and everybody starts thinking, well, it's only a matter of time before they leave again. And I don't think that that's just always the case. And Frank Solich is a great, you know, example of, you know, sometimes money don't always buy happiness. All these guys live in big houses and are paid well. And, and, you know, you don't have to be at the biggest school in the world to really enjoy your job and, and uh, to, you know, be treated well. You get to, you know, I'm sure these smaller schools don't deal with the boosters the way that the big schools do. They don't deal, obviously, with the media the way the big schools do. You get to do the parts you love so much more, and you don't have to deal with, you know, most of the parts that you hate. Oh, yeah. um, no, he's he, and, uh, he and absolutely, so, you know, I, yeah. he was just a ball coach, man. Like, that's, that's what he wanted yep. to do. He just wanted to coach ball. He didn't worry so much about recruiting and all that. Like, he'd go find him a, you know, a three-star quarterback with some upside, and he'd develop him up. And, you know, it, it, once every four years, they won the MAC East, and they really had a team and whatnot. And that's, that's exactly what you're looking for. You're looking to develop kids and do something other than uh, try and find, you know, NFL guys and whatever. He just wanted to coach ball, and he found somewhere that would appreciate him for, for just fielding a competent team uh, every season. And and he did a yeah, great yeah. job. So at Nebraska, by you, the way, you knew they were. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So well, at, I said you knew they were never going to be in the cellar. Yeah, you knew no, they were no. never going to be in the tank with Frank at the at the helm. Exactly. They were they were always something at Nebraska. He was there for six seasons. He had three ten win campaigns. Won a Big Twelve championship in nineteen ninety nine, and he went fifty eight and nineteen in six seasons. Man, he was the he not, was constant not, nine not wins. Good enough. I mean, it's crazy to think. Not like, good enough. Looking at that compared to what Scott Frost is doing now is mind-boggling. Like that is, yeah. it's so different, so different. Well, I mean, now, when you look back at now the most recent success that they've had, the like when you look back, God, this is even almost ten years ago, however long ago it was. Bopolini, Bopolini won nine games a year every year at Nebraska. Oh yeah, and they 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 fired the shit out of him. They ran him out. Now, part of Pelini's problem was like Solich was always likable. Pelini was, Pelini was crazy, oh. man, and and a lot of people no, in that office yeah. didn't like working with him, and and I can understand that. But uh, no, he's he's a very very chippy guy. He's a very unlikable person. Nobody's saying that, but they would they would. I think they'd take an asshole in nine wins right now over what they got. Oh, you're a hundred percent right about that because because they're struggling to make bowl games. Well, that's, that actually brings us up to uh, to the next topic. So, uh, one, you know, congratulations to Coach Solich on a fantastic career and whatnot, um, and, and best of luck in retirement. Hopefully his health issue, you know, clears up and he can live many, many more wonderful years on this earth, uh, getting to enjoy not having to go through the stress of, you know, recruiting and camp and all that kind of mess. So, 
Uh, with that said, we'll move over to Nebraska, and Trev Alberts is the new athletic director. Now, this was hinted at for quite a while after Bill Moose retired or or was shown the door. You know, they called it a retirement, and instead they paid him $3 million to go away. So, I, you know, take for that what you will. Um, but Trev Alberts, you know, former All-American linebacker at Nebraska, he is the former athletic director at New Orleans. Um, he is the new guy at Nebraska, and I think that this, if nothing else, takes a little bit of the pressure off of Scott Frost to have to win this season because this is, like, he's a Nebraska dude. Like, this is the the proof that the good old boy network is still alive and well. There are still programs out there that feel like they have to hire somebody that has been at that school before, that understands what's going on, and I think it is a terrible decision. But, you know, I, I've been proven wrong before. Uh, I, I don't know that I will this time, but I, I don't know even what to think about this. What uh, what do you think? I think I think Nebraska's a long way away from being good. I think they're a long way away from being competitive in football, and, uh, and that's the sport that matters. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that the athletic director is going to help that. Bringing in another Nebraska guy doesn't help you see the problem any differently than everybody else already sees it. It tells you, I believe, that the boosters run that program, and um, and and you know they're all real proud of their school and they've got great fans. It's just amazing to me that they would rather have one of their own than have somebody who can win. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that. Uh, it, it, by the way, let me clear something up. I, I wrote down UNO. It's not New Orleans. It's Nebraska Omaha. I knew that. I don't know what I was thinking, but either way, that's that's where he was at before. So he's he's always been in Nebraska. Um, he has vowed that he is not going to micromanage the football program. He said he's going to focus on big picture concerns in the department. He said, "I want to be helpful. I will not call a play. I don't tell coaches who to recruit, etc." Um, you know, I, I, I think like he's he's passionate about Nebraska. Obviously, he's somebody that wants to come in and and do something good uh, for that school because you know, obviously, he's from there. That's where he went to school. That's his that's his school. But the same thing could be said about Scott Frost. So, you know. Constantly hiring from within, I don't know. I, I say within somebody that that has been inside the program. I think that that really limits your ability to hire the best people. I, I just don't understand why why colleges continue to do this thing. Well, it's it's not just that. It it it's you don't get to see the problem from any other perspective than the same perspective that you've been looking at the problem from for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Somebody has to come in there with fresh eyes and see how they've been doing things and then give them honest assessment of this is not working. So we need to do things differently. But if you bring somebody in who's already married into the way Nebraska does things, it just tells them we don't want to change anything we do. We just want different results. Yes. And that's, that is absolutely nonsensical. It's, it's insanity to continue to do the same things over and over again. It's like, well, if we just tweak a couple of things, if we bring in, you know, it's, I, I don't understand it. You know, I, I guess. No, I, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that because it, it, it would be the exact same everywhere, right? Yeah. Like, I would venture to say that you, an Alabama fan, see all of the 
pros and cons, the strengths and weaknesses of Alabama that almost every Alabama fan sees because you only see it from your perspective. I agree and see all of the problems LSU has that most all fans of LSU see because we see it from within our own uh, fan base, within our own biases. You, you really need an outsider's perspective badly. Badly. Yes, yes very much so. Uh, and yet, we're not going to get one at Nebraska for quite some time. He is going to be there for uh, for quite a while. He was a uh, a broadcaster, spent several years at ESPN back in, uh, I think it was like the mid-2000s. And this was a guy that actually made Mark May sound incredibly intelligent. Uh, so, you know, it's it's not that they're not, but... Uh, you know, Mark May is is not broadcasting anymore. He was kind of run out of there. Uh, everybody's made jokes about Mark May online forever, and Trev Alberts was the the worst at the broadcasting part of that than uh, than the other one. So, you know, I'm I'm curious uh, how this is going to go. Uh, you know, I part of me can understand a little bit. You know, they had Tom Osborne as the AD for a little bit, and then Bill, uh, Bill Moose took over. Um, you know, they, they've had four straight losing seasons. They are not used to that there. If they want to go back to the way things were, that's cool. But when things were the way they were, they were not in the Big Ten. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, moving on to the Big 12. Did you see this today about the Big 12 officiating crews cutting down on celebrations and taunting? Have you have you seen that? So, I saw the taunting thing. Is this the, the horns down? It is, well, it's not just horns down, but that's what it's basically. That's basically what it's about. Um, so they are they're that's, cracking down. On, we're we're going to agree. That's that's the reason this rule was written, right? Somebody uh, in Texas got their feelings hurt. Yes. So that that's what I was actually going to bring up. It shocks me how much uh, people are surprised at the fact that Texas is uh, has so many friends in the conference. Uh, I guess the conference office, right? Like, that, Texas is the Big 12. Like, that's all it's always been. They always get the favorable spots, the favorable uh, every calls, everything. That's what Texas gets because they have for always and ever run the Big 12. They decide who gets in, who doesn't, all that kind of stuff. Now, they haven't been good enough to be able to stop Oklahoma from doing whatever they want, but the horns down thing this cracks me up. Like, they're saying that... All right, so, so the quote from Greg Burks, it said, it seems every year we talk about unsportsmanlike conduct. It's always an area that needs to be addressed. And what we're really going to be fo- uh, focusing on this year is taunting an opponent. He said, we're not ever going to allow players to taunt an opponent. We have worked really hard on celebration issues. We tell players to find a teammate to celebrate with. It's not about you, it's about the team. I think we're doing a pretty good job in that area, but we are not going to allow a player to stand over another player and point in that player's face or humiliate another opponent. Um, So they start talking about the horns down thing, and he said, let me put it this way. He said, if you do horns down to a Texas player as an opponent, that's that's probably going to be a penalty. If you turn to your crowd and do a horns down, you're not taunting an individual or an opponent, so it probably won't be a foul. He said, please note it that It probably I, won't be a foul. Yeah, he said, he said, please note that I said probably. We have to consider intent, and we have to consider situation, so those judgments I will leave to our individual officials. Uh, this is 100%. You're talking hand gestures here. <laughs> You're talking hand gestures. And I'm not talking about the middle finger or grabbing your crotch, okay? Yes. We're talking about they do a little cutesy thing with their fingers, and you do that same cutesy thing, you just turn it upside down, and 
and we're going to get a 15-yard personal foul? Apparently so. That's, that's the same as targeting, by the way. That's the oh, same yeah. punishment outside of the kid doesn't get kicked out of the game as targeting. But if he does it twice, he is kicked out of the game. Wow. It's, wow. it's bananas. It is absolutely. They're so thin-skinned, man. They are so thin-skinned. Just the biggest bunch of babies I've ever seen in my life. And this is why they can't be good at anything, okay? It has nothing to do with the coaching. It has nothing to do with the talent. It is it is the people that run that thing have their priorities so jacked up that that they care about this stuff right here. They get their feelings hurt about this stuff right here. Yes. Now, here's the thing. If, if your team is really, really good, you are never going to worry about whether an opponent does horns down. Because if they do horns down and you're going undefeated, they're going to look like idiots. Like... Yeah. That's all it is. So I, I I don't understand why Texas worries so much about this stupid horns down thing. Like make the other team shut up. Give them a reason to not do it. It's very simple. But uh, but this surprised me today with the amount of media and and the amount of people I online hope, that don't get it. Gary, I hope that when they play when they open up with uh with Louisiana and when they play Arkansas and they have non-Big 12 officials officiating that game. Listen, this is not an NCAA rule. This is a Big 12 rule, and I hope those teams, every time they do something good, I hope they throw the horns down. I hope they do it right in their face, and I just want to watch them cry and whine about it because this ain't a college rule. This is not the rule that everybody in the country is playing behind. This is a your conference is doing this. They created a rule specially for you. Yes. Yes, and it is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, they they talked about a lot of other things. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State does the, um, the like they, the gun. No, 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 not the gun. Uh, the the video board with like yellow lines right behind the field goal posts. Um, okay. So they, they you know how they would do that to kind of uh, I guess confuse the kicker. Have you have you seen that? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, so uh, that is uh, is going to be uh, an example of unsportsmanlike conduct going forward. So they cannot do that anymore. So there's there's a bunch now, of other that, stuff. That actually doesn't that actually doesn't bother me. That's something that that I'm not a huge fan of is strategically placing your you know video your big boards. screen yeah. <laughs> video board behind your thing and then using that to try to you know cause just think about if we did that in basketball, you know. And we're like, we're going to be willing to give up a section of the student section to put a video screen there. And we're just going to throw like crazy wave designs to where you can't, you know, shoot a free throw. Yeah, can't, like, can't focus now on you're, free now you're actually affecting Now you're actually affecting somebody in the game. And nobody outside of the field of play should be able to do that. But turning the horns down or you, you got this little cutesy hand signal and, and, you know, you turn the horns down for it. Like, come on. That's such a that's such a baby thing to do. When TCU plays plays Houston, you know Houston does a shocker to make their little little HU with their fingers. Yep. yep. Like like if you were to turn that down, will TCU get a fifteen yard penalty? Is it the same thing, or is this just to protect Texas? I'm I'm gonna guess it's just Texas. I'm just gonna guess right? it's Texas. Like like if you're Oklahoma and you do the guns down instead of the guns up at Oklahoma State, is that gonna is that gonna you know is that a fifteen yarder? I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I guess if they do it to the it, Oklahoma State player, maybe. But, you know, we'll see. I, I have a feeling this has more to do with horns down than it does uh, actual taunting or celebration penalties. Oh, yeah. 
and they and they, I guarantee you all the extra stuff that they put into this is all language that they created on the fly because they couldn't make a rule just for horns down. Yes. Yes. You're, you're they right. literally spent time and energy and and resources on figuring out the right way to write a rule to stop the horns down thing because it hurts Texas fans' feelings so bad. Yeah, it it annoys me uh, to no end. To no end. All right, let's move on to the NFL. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll uh, we'll start off with something that we that we don't always like discussing, or or ever like discussing. But uh, it appears that free agent cornerback Richard Sherman has some issues. Uh, he was drunk and belligerent, threatening to kill himself during a confrontation with family members uh, on Wednesday morning, early Wednesday morning in Seattle. A woman who identified herself as his wife uh, called nine one one, and. It, so, so this is. I hate when these legal terms don't really explain exactly what was going on. So all day on Wednesday, yep. there was this story that was going around explaining, like, or saying that Richard Sherman was arrested on suspicion of burglary, domestic violence. But typically, that's you know beating up your partner or whatever, right? Well, this situation was not that. Uh, Ashley Moss, his, Sherman's wife, asked for immediate assistance while her husband was, quote, being aggressive, uh, sent text messages, trying to leave in the house. Uh, he's being aggressive, wrestling my uncle, threatening to kill himself. Uh, he said he was going to hang himself, like all of this kind of stuff. And she asked the officers, please don't shoot. That's what I'm asking for. Uh, it, it's just this whole thing. Apparently, he... Drove his SUV into, like, a closed zone, hit some concrete. Like, that ended up being a felony. Uh, I mean, no, I, I can't even – I don't even know what might have been going through his head because Sherman is an incredibly smart guy. Uh, but this is kind of terrifying, right? Like, what, what were your thoughts when you saw this story? So, once I actually got through what actually happened um, – yeah, I mean, it's, it's a sad story. It's a very sad story. This guy's obviously got demons. Um, you know, he's facing stuff. We've talked about this in the past. Um, you know, players deal with this. People deal with this. We, we just we, – we, we as as humans, based on the world we live in today, seem to have just far more stress and, and pressure put on us than, than we've ever had throughout history probably. And, um, you know, 
I, I can't I can't speak to what he's going through personally, but but it's not good and it's not fun and it's scary. Um, I'm sure he's afraid. I'm sure his family's obviously terrified. Um, and when you listen to the 911 call, it, it, it man, it's rough. It's rough. That that operator just did not have any compassion. Didn't seem to care. Didn't didn't seem to really recognize that this. I don't. She didn't treat it like a proper emergency. I didn't think. I thought that was pretty bad. Um, you know, I, I get the request of I want help. We want somebody to come to our house, but but understand that he's not an open threat right now to anyone. And don't come in guns a blazing, please. Like I, I'd like my husband to be alive. The journalism on this, I thought, was about as shoddy work as we've ever seen journalism in a long time. Did you see negligent to all the information yeah. that we have? Yeah, it was just negligent. It was bad. They referred to her as his ex-wife multiple times. Multiple sources, multiple reports did. And and no, no, I'm he's he's my husband. That's my I'm, I'm his wife, not his ex-wife. You know, he didn't break in because when you read a story that you know. He, he's arrested for burglary and domestic, you know, whatever. Domestic violence. And, yeah. and domestic violence. And you see ex-wife, like you're thinking O.J. Simpson type stuff, right? Yeah. Like that's where my brain first went. Like, oh, man, he had a problem with his ex and he went over to kill her. And and no, no, we're not even, we're not even close to that. But, but thank God for great journalism. We get the shittiest part of the story that gets a ton of clicks and a whole lot of traction. And so those guys, advertisers, are really happy, and their bosses are really happy, but everybody involved and everybody who read it are not happy and are as misinformed as you could possibly be. There has to be punishment for that. There has to be answers for that. I don't know how to stop that in our world. I don't either. I, I think what it is, like, people run with the story as soon, because people do follow these uh, these police blotters and, and see exactly who's getting arrested and what I, as soon as they see something, they just roll with it, and they, they don't get the actual facts of the story before they roll with something, and that's why sometimes this legal language can be a little bit confusing, and it can it can shed a bad light on a story. I mean, in this situation, yeah, I guess technically it was burglary, domestic violence, but this was not at all what what you would think it was. And, you know, yeah. I, I hope that he gets help. Uh, he is still the vice president of the uh, the Players Association, right? So uh, that's, that's going to be... Um, or the the NFLPA executive committee, uh, he yeah. he hadn't been and picked I, and up. There's a, like, there's a really good chance that he'll step down from that. Um, I don't I don't know that he's playing this year. I don't know did the 49ers um, resign no, him. No, he he's, he's still situation. a free agent. Yeah, he's still a free agent right now. I, I thought he was still over in the open market. This isn't going to help him get a job, and and I don't think you can be the, that player's representative if you're if you're not an active player. Um, yeah. So, so I think, he, regardless of this situation, I think he would be stepping down from that. But, but he obviously he needs to put as little on his plate as possible right now, and just take care of himself and get himself back together. Um, you know, that's that's the most important thing. Yeah, we we hope he gets the help that he needs. Uh, you know, Richard Sherman, incredibly entertaining guy. Uh, hopefully, he can get things straightened out and, and get back to, you know, coming out and entertaining uh, entertaining the masses. You know, that's not what he needs to focus on right now. But uh, but we always love watching him. So. Uh, moving on, there was a top ten list that popped out, and and you brought this to my attention. I had not seen it, but when you brought it up to me this morning, I went and looked, and and I noticed this is the ESPN uh, execs, coaches, and players 
top 10 NFL quarterbacks. And, you know, they, they go through. Jeremy Fowler goes through and, and gets uh, 50 league executives, uh, coaches, scouts, and players to help stack the top 10 players at different divisions or at different uh, positions. Excuse me. Uh, quarterback this year, I feel like there was a massive, massive oversight here. Or yep. they could just be uh, – I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on. Okay, so they they did. I pulled it up now. Uh, I'll go ahead and read off the top ten. Okay, uh, one is Patrick Patrick Mahomes, two Aaron Rodgers, three Tom Brady, four Russell Wilson, five Josh Allen, six Matt Stafford, seven is Dak Prescott, eight Lamar Jackson, nine Justin Herbert, and ten Kyler Murray. Now you might have noticed, uh, and and we'll get to the actual rankings here in just a second. But you might have noticed. Uh, there was no Deshaun Watson on here, and I think he easily could have been number two on this list. Well, I was just about to say, he's without question in the argument for top four, okay? that That's un, undebatable, not not up for discussion in, in any shape, form, or fashion, and, and could be top one, two, or three. Like, yes. like as, as short as one, if you want to grade on who's done what with the least amount of help, okay? Yeah. So, no, you're, you're um... Right. Uh, by the way, the editor's I note now, they, and so they released this, and they didn't have any mention of Deshaun Watson. And now uh, the editor's note that they have put on here says, the original quarterback ballot sent to voters included Deshaun Watson, who finished fourth in last year's poll. Uh, he said Watson was removed from the rankings, however, due to his uncertain status for the 2021 season. Uh, it says he faces 22 active lawsuits alleging sexual assault. Uh, and inappropriate behavior. At least eight of those have spoken to police, according to reports, and the NFL is investigating the matter. So that's why they ended up not uh, including him. But I feel like you should probably say that on the front end, right? Yes. So so when I read that this morning and I told you about it, that wasn't on there because that was the that was the glaring. What I was trying to figure out is this top ten from last year. Is this top ten just this coming year? What we only think of this coming year. Is it top ten for like the next five years? Because if that's the case, all of these things need to be rehashed. You can't have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady behind Patrick Mahomes if you're using just last year's stuff. One guy won the Super Bowl, and the other guy won the MVP. Um, so consider both of those guys should have been higher than Patrick if you were just looking at last year's. So you well, can't do that. Let me let me explain to you what uh, what their objective is. It says the objective is to identify the best players right now for 2021. It said this is not a five-year projection or an achievement award. It's who is the best today. Pretty simple. Well, I know he's not playing today, but Watson's the best today. Like that's so anyway. Neither here nor there. So let's take that part out of it. What do you think of the list? And do you think they got anything glaringly right, wrong? Um, what one thing I saw that I thought was interesting this list almost which is strange because i wouldn't think coaches or executives would pay any attention to this but this list mirrors uh the like mvp odds for this year almost to a t i very closely i could i could see that i i will tell you this uh i would not have aaron Rodgers up at number two um I think that's a little crazy. I think like obviously with quarterback you have to take into account what is surrounding them, right? Like if you don't yep. have playmakers, like we have seen Tom Brady when he didn't have an, anybody around him. That was that was the 2019 Patriots season. 
But last season, yeah, very bad. you could easily say that Tom Brady was the best quarterback in the NFL based on the way that he played throughout the season. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, like, yes, great. Um, I mean, I, I think Aaron Rodgers had probably dropped down a little bit. Russell Wilson, I think having him up there is good. But, you know, after maybe those top four, like, I don't even know what – I think Dak above Lamar Jackson is a little crazy. Uh, Justin Herbert in the top ten, I mean, he's had one season. I, I, I thought the Herbert thing stood out a lot. So this is the one guy that stood out the most to me. If you do this list and Matt Stafford is still with the Lions, he's not he, he didn't sift this list, does he? No, he's never in the he's he's not even close to top right. ten here. So so getting traded to a new team that we've never seen him play on ever, we're just working under an assumption that he's instantly gonna be in the conversation with these other guys for like MVP. He's immediately gonna be now, top I six. I love Stafford. And this is not a knock on Stafford. But this is a knock on rankings and perception and everything else. If he was wearing the different shade of blue in Detroit, he wouldn't be anywhere close to this list. Correct. It, but, it has everything to do with what's around. Him in the off, yes, but we traded him in the offseason to a team that we trust offensively and an organization and a coaching staff that we trust offensively, and we're working under assumptions that he's just going to fit like a hand in a glove. Apparently so. I, I don't. I, I just thought that was interesting. I do think it's a little strange. Uh, you know, we've got Baker Mayfield that that got some votes. We got Matt Ryan, uh, who is always disrespected. We got, uh, you know, it, I'm I'm not even going to go as far as like Ben Roethlisberger and Derek Carr and all them, but you know, Joe Burrow. Uh, I thought I thought he played really well when he wasn't getting blasted last year. But this is again a situation where you're wanting to see what he has around him. Otherwise, I thought Burrow was was a top ten quarterback last year. So it's just it's so hard. He didn't play a full season, and he played with one of the worst offenses around him possible. So it's just he, so it's just impossible. He was still he was still putting up crazy numbers on a team that didn't oh, no, have his numbers any weapons. Were stupid. Yeah. So that yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. It, like his, his numbers were were video game numbers. No, he was throwing you know four or five touchdowns a game. You know several hundred yards every game. It's just dumb. But because he plays for a bad organization, we got to drop him out of the top ten. Uh, Baker Mayfield right. not being there after the way that he played down the stretch last season was a little crazy to me. You know, Kyler Murray coming in at ten, uh, he didn't look great in the second half of last season. And, and yes, he might have been a little hurt, but why are we giving him the benefit of the doubt and not, you know, Baker Mayfield, like who's been in the league a year long? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. We've got some love for for Kyler. Man, the, his MVP odds are are just insane. People are picking them to win the Super Bowl or win the NFC or win that division. That's insane. Um, I think that's insane. Yes. Uh, I think Kyler is a really good player. I think Kyler's a lot of fun to watch. I I don't think he's close to this good. Now I might be wrong. We're gonna be. You know, we're gonna see. But I just I just thought we've gone too far. I, I think so as well. Uh, and this is. I mean, these are people that are inside the NFL. Like, Dak Prescott at seven, uh, coming off of that ankle injury, being ranked ahead of Lamar Jackson, like, I, I just, I, I can't, I can't get there. I just don't get it. Like, there's no, a lot of love I, I for Dak. Now, now if, if he never got hurt, okay, and, and we just go off of what we saw last year before he got hurt and the year before that, then I'm with you. 
I'm with you 100%, but that's not what they're doing. They're projecting what they think this year's going to look like with these guys. And and I can't I can't tell you Dak's just going to walk into an MVP caliber season. No, me either. Me either. Uh, let's close out the show. Let's go on and get out of here. Uh, last topic, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, so you, you saw this story, right? Yes, sir. Injured in a domestic violence incident by his wife. Uh, apparently, they were in Las Vegas. His wife has been charged with battery and domestic violence, which in this situation, unlike the Richard Sherman one, it actually was this. It resulted in bodily harm, a felony charge stemming from the incident that occurred July 3rd at the Cosmopolitan. Uh, his wife's name is Calab- Calabria Gondrezic Haskins. And apparently his wife, like, punched him in the face. They knocked out part of his tooth uh, in a hotel room. Like, it said that his injuries are substantial in nature. It was a split lip and a missing tooth. Uh, he was taken to a hospital due to facial injuries. And it said that he, uh, like, they got married in March, and they were there to, like, I guess, renew their vows or, or whatever it is. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. They were there to be together, like, to celebrate each other. And she punched him right in the face, got the cops called on her. He had to go to the hospital. Like, this is a disaster. Like, I, I, I kind of, not even kind of. I feel bad for Dwayne Haskins, man. Yeah, um, it's a, it's an interesting situation. So uh, I've I've kind of ran the gamut of of reading all the different stuff. Like we shouldn't have to say this, but we live in a world where if you don't clarify everything, then then you're just put in purgatory and you're just wished out into the cornfield. Um, all domestic violence is bad. Okay, yes. it's not good. You shouldn't beat up your partner. Yes. Don't hit people, okay? Keep your damn hands to yourself. How about we just live like that? All right. So, with that being said, um, I, I'm i trying to understand the situation. I Now, this, this part does not get lost on me, and I think it needs to be said. Whatever the situation is that caused this or escalated this or however this we got to this point, Dwayne Haskins is a large man and a professional yes. athlete. And it, I think at some point he showed great restraint in us not having any type of – he didn't do anything to hurt, all right? Yes. I'm a, I'm a yeah. large guy. I'm not Dwayne Haskins in shape, and I'm not a very strong person of that nature. I'm very soft. But, like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this with knowing the fact that this is the first podcast that my wife has ever listened to because she sat here right next to me <laughs> while, while we're driving to the vet. Um, uh, saying – it, there's there's nothing she could ever do to hurt me if I didn't want her to physically hurt me, okay? Yeah. I, there's, there is no way that she could do something to me like this if I didn't allow it to happen, all right? I'm, I'm that much stronger than her. Dwayne Haskins, I'm working under the assumption, is that much stronger than his wife to where he chose to take this punishment instead of stopping her because stopping her would mean putting his hands on her. Okay. And that's not a good look and it's a bad thing and we don't want that. And I get that. So I appreciate that. But I also understand I'm seeing it from my perspective, Gary. Okay. Okay. Something caused this to happen. Not that he had it coming because if this was just switched around and it was a guy beating up a girl you can't bring up why did he do it, all right? Because there's no justification for it, and violence is not the answer, and I get all that. But 
you know, we live in a world of very gray areas, and I need to know what what brought this about. Because had my wife ever wanted to punch me in the face and knock my teeth out, I'm going to guarantee you this. I had it coming, right? There's there's zero doubt in my mind that she wouldn't have done it if I didn't deserve it, okay? Agreed. Agreed. Now, I, can only, I can only speak for me. I can't speak for Dwayne and his lovely wife. But I, I'm just saying I, I – I, and it's none of my business, but I'd like some details if I could get some details because I, you know, I, I'm just curious. Like you're what, there what to the renew your vows, which, yeah, you, Hey, you just got married in March and we're already renewing vows. It's probably not a good sign at the way, you know, this thing's going to last. Wish them the best of luck, but you know, there's some red flags here to, to say this thing might not have the legs to go the distance. Yeah, um, it's possible. Uh, it's very possible. By the These way, his... the, this is the this is the gamut of feelings that I have gone through today, thinking about the Dwayne Haskins thing. That's it. So, so his wife was actually a Michigan State women's basketball player. Uh, her dad was a professional basketball player, uh, Grant Gundrezik. Um, this is, I mean, it, it ain't like she's you know some dainty little thing, man. You know, she's uh. She's an athlete as well, but this is, uh, I mean, this is pretty crazy. This is, this is certainly crazy. I I just, I, I, I wish I knew what he could have done to, to cause that because. Well, we just work under this. So like, that's the world we live in. Right. And I know that we're going to catch crap for saying that because if it was the other way around and you asked, well, what did she do to cause him to smack her in the face and knock her teeth out? Like everyone would see us as monsters. Yeah. But I know guys and I understand relationships between men and women pretty well to think that I think, I think there's more to this story that we're not getting. And the part we're not getting, I'm going to bet has some from, from being a guy who's been a moron most of my life. We're we're going to be able to laugh at that part because we all understand that part, yes, right? There there was something dumb that happened that that he did. There's something dumb that happened that so, he did. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to guess that uh, we might be way wrong, and he's a complete and utter victim. And no matter what he did, let's just preface it by violence isn't the answer, and this is not how you handle it. Correct. He's a victim. That's fine. We're done. I'll get that. And, I love, I, and I love I'm how, not just saying that tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I love how we have to clarify it. It's like, this but is I'm the just, common like, sense I don't stuff. like violence. I don't hit people in the face. Let's, let's just make that a, yes. a rule that it doesn't matter what they did. You Simple know? enough. Let, let's not hit people in the face. That Again, but, that seems like it should know? be common sense, but uh, alas, we live in a world where that is not always common sense. So <laughs> that's, anyway, that's the way it goes. I, I want to know all the story. I really hope we find out just I need to know what happened the hour before this leading up to it. That's what I want. I don't need their whole weekend. I don't need, I don't need all the details. Just, just the, the, the hour before fist hit mouth. Yes. That's that all, all we would need is just a, a smidge of information and we could draw conclusions from the rest of it. That's what we need. That's right. Maybe, maybe Not we can that get it that makes it okay, but I, you know, what was it? The old Chris Rock story, you know, not, look, I'm not saying it's Okay. But I understand. <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. All right, let me let you go on and get out of here, and then I will uh, I will wrap up the show. So I will uh, I will holler at you later, See you, buddy. buddy. All right. 
That is it for Winning Cures Everything for today. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. Uh, there was a lot to discuss today. So make sure that you check out winningcureseverything.com, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. That is your one-stop shop for all of your college football gambling information. Uh, and it will be all season long. So make sure that you go and check that out. Uh, going to be some changes and whatnot. Uh, this is going to be the first time that we do a, a pre-recorded stream, I guess. I'm going to put this out on Friday, and we shall see what ends up happening with it. But, uh, you know, we're going to be changing some stuff around, trying to get some contests going again. Our Pick'em contest we didn't do last year, uh, but we've got some, you know, some new sponsors and whatnot that we'll be working with heading into football season, so we want to make sure that we've got everybody taken care of. Again, subscribe where you need to subscribe. The YouTube page, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your podcast app is, go and check it out there. Uh, subscribe and share the show out. Tell your friends about it, all that good stuff. And I think that's going to do it for today's show. So you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of you tickets cash this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.